Sundoku Book Club, where we finally get around to the books that have been sitting on our shelves for forever. I'm Emily Miner. And I'm Leif Nelson. And today, Leif is going to talk about The Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, truly the game that makes you say, I'm Batman. <laughs> where is she? <laughs> Uh, this game, you do have to find out where she is. Mm. Um, so, and I'll, I'll talk a bit about that. But this game is Batman Arkham Knight. Mentioned it last time. It is the uh, third of, like... So there are a couple Batman games that came out starting in 2009 up to 2015. Starting with Arkham Asylum, which was kind of like an out-of-nowhere, like, Batman game where you go to Arkham Asylum... And you fight through, like, his rogues gallery. It was really fun. It was very cool. Like, it was the first time... I mean, like... People make fun of it at this point, but, like... It made you feel like Batman because you're jumping around, like... Fighting multiple people at once. It was very fluid. It was kind of like in those Assassin's Creed-style games where... It's sometimes easier to react to someone trying to hit you than it is to actually just attack them head on, um, which can be very easy, but it can at times get overwhelming, so I like it. Um, then there was the sequel, which was Arkham City, which is probably my favorite, um, because it became a little more open world. You had, like, places to go. You could actually, like, glide there instead of just, like, walking around <laughs> like you would in the other one so more toys that batman had to deal with things like that um and then there was like a another game that was like an origin story that was made by a different company that most people don't like so we don't talk about it <laughs> it's called batman origins i have no opinions on it because i've never played it and then there was arkham knight which came out 2015 like i said and for once, I have a good reason for not playing it until now, and that is, I play games on PC. Um, it's just what I grew up with. I've always played computer games. We had a Wii when I was younger, and so we played a few of those. I'm just not used to controllers. I know how to use them, but I prefer playing on a computer screen, like using a mouse and keyboard, that sort of stuff. The only time I use a, a controller really is if it's for like... Something like Dark Souls, where it's like, it's much better, like, everyone agrees it's better to play it on a uh, controller. But, when this game first came out, it was, like, unplayable on PC. Mm. Like, it would corrupt your save files, like, the, the, didn't matter how good your computer would run, like, there's a lot of rain and textures and stuff that look really great, but, like, would just chug along, like, just, like, really jittery, um, like, frame rates and, like, animations just did not look good. And so, when I bought it, even though it was, like, a year later, I remember that there were still problems, people were complaining about it. Um, and so I just sort of waited, and then occasionally would, like, Google, hey, ha has this problem been fixed? Um, and then some point at around, like, 2018 or so, I think I tried to play, and I played, like, through the beginning missions that are kind of, like, re-tutorializing you, like, hey, remember this thing you could do? Well, you can still do it. Um, and then I must have just left it alone for some reason, I don't remember why, and then I came back to it. Um, 
And one thing I'll say, just like briefly talking about the series as a whole, one thing I really like about the series is that a lot of times when there's like a sequel to a video game, it like forces you to start over. Like you've spent this, like you, especially in games where you level up and get new abilities and stuff, you start very basic and then you get more options and more abilities and get stronger, that sort of thing. And with these games, to my knowledge, at least as far as I can remember, uh, you don't do that. You keep all the tools you earned. You keep all of the abilities you earned. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's good because, like, it's not artificially, like, depowering Batman. It doesn't make any sense that, like, especially if it's following a storyline like these three games do, um, it doesn't make sense for you to get rid of your grappler or get rid of, like, some basic item you can have just to, like, create a sense of progression as you go forward. And so that's really cool. But it's bad because I don't remember how to do half the abilities <laughs> I've got. And some of them aren't even listed. Like, you have to go into, like, these weird sub-menus to, like, remember, okay, how do I dodge a knife attack and then, like, kick them into someone else? That sort of thing. Mm. Um, and so... That was a little frustrating. I got into the rhythm of it, and I like had to like find some YouTube channels that would like put it all nicely together for you. Um, Seems like it would have been nice to have that as like a reminder tutorial at the beginning. Yeah, like, and there's and that's the thing. Like, there are reminder tutorials, like saying, "Hey, remember to stealth as you're doing this," and like, if you do something this way and you get seen, run like do this sort of thing, throw smoke bombs, whatever. But like something like. When, in these sorts of games where, like, you can dodge attacks as well as attack them, there's almost always an unblockable attack. And um, in between that, in Batman, there's knife attacks, which are... So, like, normal attacks are blue, unblockable attacks are red, and then a knife attack or a, like, a stun baton is yellow. It's dangerous, but it's not going to, like... It's not guaranteed to, like, do something to you. But, like, knife attacks specifically, like cut through your armor more and you like you can't block them you have to like dodge them and i could not figure out how to do that and i eventually worked out okay if i'm backing away they don't hit me but there's like a specific thing you can do to dodge and then knock like the knife out of their hand or something along those lines and it took forever for me to just like go look it up <laughs> on youtube because sometimes it gives you prompts at the bottom mm -hmm. of the screen but not always right but, so, like, the most important thing story-wise for this game, spoiler alerts for the entire game series of this, um, the Joker in the first game uh, has a stupid plan where he's going to inject himself with Titan, which is like a pumped-up version of the stuff that Bane pumps into his system to make him all huge and, like, Hulk-like. Beefy. Yeah, so the end of the game there is the Joker becomes a Joker monster and you have to beat him up in a very boring boss battle. <laughs> um, like, it's a real letdown, because the rest of the game is pretty fun. Um, and then in the second game, he is poisoned by that. Like, he is... He, you beat him up and you send him to the hospital at the end of the game. And then in the second game, he is in Arkham City, which is like an open-air prison where they basically like, hey, we're going to put all the inmates here and just let them loose and whatever. No civilians in here. They can do whatever they want. It's obviously a bad idea. <laughs> Things go to hell. Batman comes in to save the day. The Joker is dying in that. And so he's a villain, but he's not like a, I'm going to punch you to smithereens villain. He's like orchestrating stuff. 
And at the end of that game, he dies from the poisoning. Mm. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, again. Ten years <laughs> old, probably. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Um, and then in the third game, you are kind of haunted by the Joker for what at first appears to be... I'm just going to say straight up. I'm just going to spoil this whole game. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to give a spoiler-free version of it. Look, if, if you all don't know at this point, there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. So... At first, it appears that you're seeing Joker because you're you inhale t- Scarecrow's fear gas, so you start seeing Joker. But then it turns out later that you received a blood transfusion from Joker at some point, and so Joker's Jokerified blood is like making you go a little crazy. And there are other people who do that, and they slowly become Joker, and so you're like trying to make sure that you are not going to become. A reincarnation of Joker. Um, it's very stupid. <laughs> but the main premise of this is that the main bad guy is not the Joker, or at least he's kind of the main bad guy, but the main bad guy is actually the Scarecrow, who um, was a villain in the first game and actually had some really cool sequences where he would flood the halls with fear gas, and suddenly it wasn't like um, over-the-shoulder third-person, like, beat-em-up, it became, like, a puzzle game, almost, where, you, like, at, because you're, like, infected with his stuff, you see the world, like, differently, and it's like a fantasy scape where you have to, like, hide from his gaze as he's, like, this giant who's, like, going around. Because Scarecrow is not an imposing villain, like, physically, but he uses psychological stuff, and it turns it into, like, a kind of idea of a boss battle and it's just kind of cool um, that honestly sounds really fun yeah it became it becomes like a like what you're playing through is a metaphor of what's really happening yeah because as you beat it like you have to like shine the bat signal into his eyes as you do that um it snaps back to reality and you've like got your hand around his throat or something like that it's very cool this game, very like cerebral so, yeah, yeah this game does not do that he is trying to drop a bomb he, he's taken over the ace chemical factory which is where the joker got jokerfied uh but he's using it to make fear toxin that he's going to blow up and like hit the entire like eastern seaboard or whatever you stop it you get infected by fear gas things like that and then he like he's trying to just get Gotham then to kind of show how powerful it is, and then we'll like threaten other cities with this to get his way. I don't remember what he's trying to do. And then there's like a third villain, which is the titular uh, antagonist, which is the Arkham Knight, who is someone who appears Batman-like. He like has got all this tech and stuff, and his symbol looks similar to Batman, but isn't. And he's got and he knows stuff about Batman. He knows his tricks. And it's heavily implied that he knows who you are. He knows you're Bruce Wayne. As I mentioned, spoilers, it's Jason Todd. Um, Arkham, do you know who Jason Todd is? No. So, in the comics, um, Batman has had multiple Robins. He has Dick Grayson, who is the first one. And then I think the next one is jason todd okay jason or it's either him or i can't remember his name um whoever becomes red robin i can't remember usually they either die or graduate dick grayson uh not dick grayson um jason jason todd dies he is captured by the joker 
and like beaten to death with a tire iron. It is very graphic. Wow. Um, like it's just a real dark storyline. And it happened because DC had a contest where people could vote on whether he would live or die. <laughs> and, and they wanted him to die. And it was like 52% oh my wanted him to die. And so he died. Yeah, and then, like, as with all people in comics, no one stays dead for long. I think he stayed dead for, like, 20 years. So a decent amount of time in comic book t- years. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Wolverine died a few years back in Marvel Comics. He's still around as Old Man Logan from another universe. But the main Logan, he might be back already for all I know. I have no idea. But a new villain appeared in the comics called the Red Hood. Um, who was kind of like a assassin who became a vigilante. Um, he was in Gotham. He was like killing, assassinating people and Batman like confronts him and then discovers it's Jason Todd. He's back from the grave. And that's because there are, I don't remember how he got brought back. I think it was part of like some infinite crisis thing where like parallel universes got smushed together or something or it was or it was a lazarus pit which is how ra's al ghul ra's al ghul from batman begins um in the comics he is able to stay stay alive through these lazarus pits you you die or you're near to dying and you go into one and you come back living i think that might have been what happened i can't remember exactly so the red hood becomes an anti-hero where he no longer is assassinating people but he does kill bad guys he has guns Mm. he's very 90s um he wears a leather jacket (laughs) um and uh obviously he works with batman in the comics but they like differ he kills people batman doesn't that sort of thing um but this is a known storyline and people noticed from the beginning just from trailers that like this arkham knight is very similar to the red hood Hood. his design is very similar and they and like the developers were basically like no it's not it's a new story well he's spoiler he's jason todd (laughs) he is the red hood just under a different name (laughs) like it is it's such a weird design choice to like use a known character but just change their name and change like like literally one thing design wise which is the color of his his helmet which is blue instead of red and when you discover he's jason todd you smash his helmet and it's glitching out and it becomes red but it, it just it's like it's not a surprise it's not a twist right and i don't have a problem with stuff that like isn't necessarily a twist like what is that um it's a type of irony Dramatic irony. It's where you know something, but the characters don't. That's fine. But don't try and pretend that... You don't know, right? Yeah, Yeah. like, everyone knows. Like, I I never played. I didn't have it even spoiled for me. Like, I never looked anything up. And I had a friend who had played it, and he didn't tell me. And, um, like, all this stuff. I managed to go five years, and I knew he was Jason Todd. Like, there's no way he's not. I would have been, like... My mind would have been blown if it wasn't him. But it was, and so it was just sort of... Boring. Whatever. Um, And that's kind of like how the whole game is, where stuff feels like it's trying to be very 
weighty. It's the last game in the series. They they explicitly said they're not making any more. Like, this is the end of the line for our story we want to tell. And there's all these things that happen that just don't feel like they matter. So just like a, a highlight of things that happen, at one point, th- so Arkham, not Arkham, like each game has gotten bigger in scale until now you're playing practically all of Gotham, not really like an island or two, three islands of Gotham. Like, um, and uh, there's all the inmates from Blackgate Prison that have gotten out and there is a militia that has been brought in, like this paramilitary group that's been brought in, that's led by the Arkham Knight, that you also have to deal with. So there's all these factions doing stuff, and you're trying to deal with all of them, and over the course of it, Oracle, who used to be um, Batgirl, gets captured and kidnapped, and you hunt her down, and when you finally find her, she's in, she's the room she's in is flooded with fear gas, and she kills herself. Like, she sees you, and you don't know what she sees, like, but she sees a horrific version of you, and she, there's a gun in the room, and she kills herself. Holy shit. Yeah. Really dark. Um, later, you've got, um, oh, oh, what's his name? Tim something. Tim Drake. That's his name. That's Red Robin. Tim Drake is trying to figure out a cure for the Joker toxin that's in people's blood, and you go to him, and when he's about to find out that, you, when he does find out that you're infected, you shove him into a holding cell so that uh, he won't tell anybody. And so, like, all these dark things are happening, um, and then they just sort of get undone. Later on, near the very end, Commissioner Gordon finds out that Oracle was his daughter, and that you were working with him, her, and he gets very mad about that because obviously he thinks his daughter is off the island and has nothing to do with superhero business, and he betrays you. He um, makes a deal with Scarecrow, and you don't know why he would do this until it's revealed Barbara isn't dead. She's alive. Scarecrow tries to kill her again, and then you, like, save her. And I don't think it's ever explained... Why, why she... you thought she was dead. Like, it's heavily implied that, like, oh, the fear toxin was actually affecting you, and you thought she died. But I was in that room. It's not, like, just a cutscene where I see her die on, like, a, a screen and, like, there's nothing I can do. It's like, Barbara. No, like, I'm in the room. I'm about to save her. And she kills herself. And then, like, it goes back into normal gameplay. And, like, you can just be in the room and, like, look at her. She's oh. dead. You can come back, I think, and there she is. What, like, I don't understand what happened that, like, tricked you into thinking that she was still alive. And more than that, I don't know why he would trick you into thinking she was dead when he could just kill her and get the same result. (laughs) Like, it's such a weird thing. And the stuff with Tim Drake where you lock him up doesn't go anywhere because there's this whole thing that's been kind of like hinted at throughout the games part of batman's whole thing is that like he only trusts himself even when he has other people he only trusts himself to get the job done and he kind of hides that under like i don't want anyone else to get hurt i don't want um the man clearly has control issues yeah like seriously and there's so much of that where there's like a a mission a side quest thing you can do to deal with the penguin and 
that has you teaming up with Nightwing, which was the first Robin, um, Dick Grayson. And those are really cool. I really love those because it has you... This game has team-up stuff where you can team up with him, you can team up with Catwoman for some other things, and it's very fun because it's just normal gameplay where you're fighting enemies. But after you do that, you build up a combo meter to do a dual takedown, and, like, you and them work together to, like, instantly take out, like, a big enemy. And it's very, very fun and fluid, but it's only for those missions, and it justifies that by you not telling them the whole story. You, like, Batman doesn't tell them about how bad things are. He doesn't tell them that Barbara's dead. He doesn't tell them that, like, I'm gonna, like, reveal that I'm Bruce Wayne so that, like, so-and-so doesn't die, or he doesn't explode the bomb. I don't remember. And it obviously is contrived for the story. Like, I'm not, like, super mad that, like, oh, you don't have Dick around with you. Sorry. You don't have Nightwing don't have with that you. Dick. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my god. You can cut that out if you want. <laughs> I won't. Uh you I, I'm not mad that you can't have Nightwing around with you constantly. I get that like it's a Batman story. You're gonna play as Batman. But there's so much that's going on that like ver- like characters are constantly telling you like, hey, you can trust me. Like I can handle this. I I know you need help. Like there's all this stuff going on. Obviously, I can help you. Um, and he keeps saying no, and things keep getting worse. And it feels like it's trying to say something about like Batman and his trust issues, and it's really not. At the end of the game, everyone forgives him because he figures it out or whatever. At the end of the game, Scarecrow captures you. He reveals that Batman is Bruce Wayne. And the whole world finds out. And then he injects you with fear toxin. And throughout the game, a fun thing that's been going on is that Joker... You see Joker as a, as a hallucination. Like, you'll just be... It, sometimes he's in cutscenes. And sometimes it will be... Like, you're just in the game and you're walking and then Joker's leaning against a wall and he'll say, Hey, bats! And, like, he'll just sort of, like, talk about the street you're on. He'll, like, point at something. He's like, oh, I remember this. And, like, it, it's just fun. And he, like, makes fun of you and, like, makes fun of how you don't trust anyone. And it's really, really fun. And I'm not going to go into the Joker storyline very much. Um, but you have been dealing with this. He's kind of been getting more control. There are some time- cases and, like... Um, uh, cutscenes where you act more Jokerish, you're a little more brutal in your takedowns of people. You're a little more sadistic, <laughs> and it's like that's the Joker coming through. Um, and at the very end, when you're injected with fear toxin, uh, the Joker takes over for a bit, and it kind of like goes through this cutscene of like what would happen if ba- Batman was literally the Joker, like if the Joker had Bruce Wayne's money and Mm -hmm. all of Batman's skills and like a Batmobile and all these things. And he goes on a rampage and then suddenly uh, the tables are turned and suddenly it's not Batman being haunted by the Joker. It's the Joker being haunted by Batman. And there's an interesting sequence that goes on in my opinion too long where it becomes a first person shooter because the Joker uses guns, obviously. Mm -hmm. And you're going around, and it's sort of like a horror-like scene where you're killing people, but the Batman will be in the corner, and, like, Joker starts getting sounding more and more scared, and it ends with Batman 
in this mindscape, throwing Joker in prison and locking him away forever. And it's not earned. Like, there's nothing that has happened throughout the gameplay that has had Batman actually have to contend with the Joker and what he's doing. It literally is just, the rationalization is literally just, why am I able to do this? I'm Batman. Like, I'm that cool. I'm that mentally strong. I've got that kind of mm-hmm. mental fortitude. I don't need anyone else. I could do this on my own. Really? And it's yeah. just it just feels like it's such a wasted opportunity. And I would like to see some Batman growth. Yeah, like for all of the like problems that the third that the Dark Knight Rises has as a movie, mm-hmm. I and I I don't think it like necessarily goes super deep. I do feel like Batman, Bruce Wayne, changes in some way. Mm. Like, he passes on the mantle. He, like, spoiler word for Dark Knight Rises, he doesn't die at the end, and he, like, is just sort of, like, living his life with uh, Catwoman Mm -hmm. or whatever. Who knows what he's doing, but he's not torturing himself, fighting crime every night and, like, whatever. None of that happens with this. It, like, he doesn't make any growth. He never has to pay for any of the choices he makes. Yeah. All of his friends... The only person who dies is Poison Ivy, who is, like, helping you out because she doesn't... She... The the, the toxin is, like, choking out the plant life in Gotham. Mm. And she dies because she gets overwhelmed with it. And it's just, like, it, do, it doesn't... Nothing matters. It sounds like you're talking about... Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, like n- we don't have to go into Star Wars, but yeah. neither of us really liked um, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, like nothing really felt earned, and in this one, like yeah, it, it felt like. And I'm not even saying that the, that's what the writers were going for. I don't know if they knew that this Batman's just kind of a jackass <laughs> who like doesn't want anyone to help him, yeah. or if that's just something that like slipped through the cracks and I grabbed onto. Like, the only thing that, like, kind of comes close to that at the end is when you you give up all of your gadgets and stuff and have to be just a normal person mm. for a little bit. You still have your fighting skills or whatever, but you don't have all the, like, combos and stuff that you used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, again, there's no consequence to that. Um, for... And then the same way, like, there's just so many things that are set up that there's no payoff for. For example, you are dealing with the Arkham Knight, you find out he's Jason Todd, and you, like, are trying to save him because, like, he's been brainwashed. He was brainwashed by the Joker. He never actually was killed in in this storyline. He was never actually killed. He was simply, um, the Joker sent you a video where you thought he was killed, but he really was just held prisoner and tortured psychologically mm-hmm. for a very long time. And then when Joker died, he got free, blah, blah, blah. He becomes this super bad person who's leading a militia. And so you're trying to get through him. There's an interesting boss fight where, like, whenever you get to him, you're not trying to punch him to death. You're, like, grabbing his shoulder and, like, saying, hey, I know you, like, I know this isn't you, like, trying to get through to him. And when you beat him at that... He, like, you can you can tell something has changed, but he runs away. He doesn't, like, stick around. And so it's, you're sort of just waiting for the for Jason Todd to get back. And there's a point when 
you are depowered and you're in a truck and you're being taken to Scarecrow. And all of a sudden, like, there are these explosions happening. And I was like, oh, hey, Arkham Knight is saving me. No. It just leads into a hallucination where you deal with some Joker stuff. And then you wake up and you're in Arkham Asylum and Scarecrow has you, like, tied up. And then, after you've been injected with Sphere Toxin, Arkham Knight appears and shoots someone. I can't remember who. Or he shoots something out of someone's hand. Don't remember what. And then he just disappears and never matters again. He's He's literally the title of the game. Right. And it just, like, is... He just... He doesn't matter. Um, Barbara doesn't matter. Um, Scarecrow, in the end, doesn't matter. Because... He captures you, you're locked up, he injects you with fear toxin, a thing that, like, the way people talk about it in the game when you overhear things ranges from you'll be insane forever to... You're just gonna die, right? Yeah, you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna like, tear your own throat out, um, or you get better in a few hours. <laughs> Even at the best, like, you need to, like, detox, basically. Because um, there's that one point where... The fear toxin goes off and you have to stay above the toxin, but the people below are fighting and stuff and presumably killing each other. And then when the toxin goes away, they're all fine. All the people below are immediately mentally fine. Um, like, they, they talk about, oh, whoa, I don't want that to happen again, but they're not, like, like biting their fingers off like other people have been shown to do in the earlier in the game. And so you are, like, directly injected with this fear toxin. You go through the whole thing where you put Joker in jail in your mind prison. And then he just, like, wakes up, bursts free from his stuff, and, like, beats up Joker in a cut... not Or Scarecrow in a cutscene. And then the game is over, essentially. You can still wrap things up because it's an open-world game. But, like, that's it. It's like the game just doesn't know how to, like, set stuff up and let, like, something matter at all oh like 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 a story yeah (laughs) (laughs) that didn't know how to tell a story didn't know how to tell a story fair enough yeah and that's the main thing there's other things i can say about the mechanics like a lot of open world games there's a lot of like tasks for you to do there's a lot of side quests and things and they're all kind of artificially lengthened by just making you do the same thing multiple times like one of the more interesting side quests is Man Bat, mm. who's a character um, in the comics who has bat DNA and becomes a man bat. And um, it's actually kind of scary the first time you come. Like, it's literally you're just playing as normal, and all of a sudden he just, like, gets right up in your face and, like, screams at you. Um, and there's three parts to that, and it's literally just lengthened by how far you are in the game. Like, you can't just finish something and have it be done. It's, like, artificially, like, extending things. And then there's stuff like clearing checkpoints or getting rid of militia outposts. And they're all the same. There's more enemy types in some than others. But they're just the same thing. Like drop in this thing, beat up everybody, and then crush the little communicator device. And that's it. There's no, like, variety Mm -hmm. to it besides the types of enemies. And really all that means is... If you're good enough, you can beat them, and if you're not, you just wait till you level up a bit, and you go back, and oh, now it's easy, and I beat them. There's nothing that, like, feels like... There's progression. We talked about um, uh, roguelikes last time. There, There's definitely progression here, but all it really is 
is a number going up. You When you go to the main uh, menu, there's even a thing you can do that shows you what percentage of the quest you're through. And I could see, oh, I'm 98% through this. There must be only one more bomb left in the city I need to defuse. There's, I'm 50% of the way through the... I never even got that far. I'm 20% of the way through the Riddler's trophies, mm-hmm. which are like Korok seeds. They're just scattered throughout the map. Sometimes there's puzzles you have to do to get them, but sometimes they're just sitting there. And it's so mind-numbing. And so this is the final thing I'll talk about. It's kind of like a mix between story and mechanics. Um, the the Riddler has been used throughout the, the game as kind of like Easter eggs and like collectible stuff you can do. And the first game is fun because it's like you're in the Arkham Asylum and the, jo- and the Riddler never appears, just his trophies and his riddles. And you solve them and you get like um, concept art or audio tapes you can listen to. And it's fun. Um, finding them feels like I'm earning something extra. In the second one, I don't quite remember. It's been a while since I played, but there's more of them. And I think, and I don't know because I never collected all of them. But, um, oh, it unlocks, like, costumes and stuff. Like, you can get the animated show costume and play through the game like that. You can get, like, um, what's the future Batman? Oh, man, I really can't remember what that is. I know nothing about DC, so I couldn't yeah, tell you. Yeah, it's like a cyber... Oh, man, it's really going to kill me that I can't remember this. Um, you can do, like, uh, Dark Knight Returns Batman, like, old and grizzled stuff. It's really cool. In the third one, you get that same sort of, like, concept art and other things. But, most importantly, solving all of the riddles, getting all of the trophies, um, solving every puzzle and every race unlocks the true ending. You're going to tell me the name of future Batman. Batman Beyond? Batman Beyond. I kept thinking Batman Begins, and that didn't sound right. Yeah, Batman Beyond... Um, which is a really cool costume. That's always what I would play in once I unlocked it. And you can do that with this one too. Um, but you need to do the stuff to beat the game. Like you can end the game whenever. Once you get to a certain point and you've like beaten, I think it's something like 11 of the 13 main story quests, you can initiate Nightfall Protocol or something. And that um, what happens is that leads to the ending credits where... The cutscene where Bruce Wayne openly walks into Wayne Manor, like reporters are trying to get in, and then like seconds after you wa- after he walks in, the manor explodes and he's dead, and that's the end of the game. If you beat the game, I beat everything except for the Riddler. So every single side quest, every single main quest, um, I beat. Uh, except for the Riddler. And I started doing some quests, doing Riddler stuff. It's really not my cup of tea. I like it when I find it in the... Like Korok stuff. I like it when I find it in the world. I try and solve it. And if I can solve it, great. And if I can't solve it, I mark it on the map and I come back to it later. I like that. I do not like having the map open, looking through the solutions on Mm, Reddit or whatever. It's boring. Yeah, like... And there's just so much... The map is like three times the side of Arkham, size of Arkham City, which itself was like three or four times the size of like Arkham Asylum. There's just so much. It doesn't need to have that many. Like especially when you're just like on a rooftop and you look to your side and like, oh, there's a trophy, and you pick it up and like the percent meter boops up just a little, and it's like, okay, I did nothing. <laughs> I didn't earn that. It's yeah. just there. Um, 
like even like Korok seeds, Korok seeds are kind of like that where like you would get to a point where you would see a stone and you're like, there's something about that. I should lift up that stone and you would do it. And sometimes there's a Korok, sometimes not. But it's fun when there's a Korok seed yeah. there because you get like a cute little like dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, he dances around, he gives you a Korok seed. And it's then you great. drop the rock on him, and yeah. he makes a little, ooh, noise. <laughs> it's perfect. In this, you pick it up, and there's something like that in that um, the Riddler, once you hit certain percentage things, the Riddler will, like, call you on your intercom, and he'll make fun of how stupid you're like, oh, you found the easy ones. <laughs> and that's kind of fun. I don't, I, I do like that. But, the, but like, it's just boring. And so I kind of made the decision, like, after a little bit, it's like, okay, I don't have time for this. I, I'm just going to watch the true ending cutscene on YouTube. So you watch the true ending cutscene. You Oh, also you miss out on, like, a final boss battle. Because the Riddler's in this big robot suit. Um, which might be fun. I don't know. I'm, not gonna, I'm never going to play it. Um, but you go through the cutscene as normal. Um, you get the true Nightfall protocol because there's nothing left for him to do. He has solved all of Gotham's problems for now. Um, he's leaving behind a mostly well-to-do city, even though it's just undergone, like, multiple terror attacks in a single day. Um, you go into the manor, and he, and the manor explodes. And then there's, like, a six-months-later, like, screen that pops up, and... Go uh, Commissioner Gordon, who is now Mayor Gordon. Maybe it's years later. I don't remember. He's become mayor. Gotham is slowly being cleaned up. It sounds like that they're dealing with crime better. Um, and he just sort of talks a little bit. There's a thing that suggests that, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Tim Drake and Barbara Gordon might be uh, an item now. They might be dating or married at this point. It's implied, you don't know. And he sort of just talks about Batman and what Batman stood for. And then he says, we've still got problems. We're, we're not there yet, but we're going to get there. Or something along those lines. And you go into an alley and you see a rich couple and their kid walking down the alley. And these two muggers come out and they've got a gun. You're not sure if they're going to kill her. And then all of a sudden you see something flash by and they look up and there's something that looks like Batman, but like it's real quick and it zooms past the screen and that's the end. Okay. What did I earn by finishing the game? I got a few extra lines of dialogue saying, Hey, Gotham's getting better now. And a suggestion that there's a new Batman. Is it the old Batman who pretended to die and is now alive? Is it, one of the other people in the the Bat family who's taken over the mantle? Is it Azriel, a dude who is a Templar brainwashed to kill you throughout the game and you have to deal with that? And now he's Batman? You don't know. And it, I feel like that was just like the final capstone of like, man, even when I enjoyed this game, these people don't know how to write anything. <laughs> like, it is in no way satisfying. It is like... Like, the the normal ending isn't satisfying because, like, oh, he blew up the mansion. Oh, yeah, he definitely killed himself and uh, Alfred. That's definitely a thing he would do. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next one, it doesn't, like, even give you kind of... 
the cheeky like oh he's definitely alive there's like nothing it's just some extra lines of dialogue and oh there's a new batman in town cool (sighs) you poor thing i know (laughs) you go through so much truly i suffer uh yeah that's that's about it there's more i could say i've got more stuff written down but i feel like i've said everything i really want to it just really is not a satisfying the gameplay can be satisfying like when you figure out how to chain combo moves and everything that can be satisfying story-wise nothing it's just garbage yeah sorry yeah i don't know makes me want to watch rewatch for the umpteenth time batman begins though yeah, Batman Begins is great. Okay. Uh, I even actually, I went, after beating it, I was like, man, are these complaints new? Is it just like my tastes have changed? Or were the other games better? So I went back, I played through like the first probably third of Arkham Asylum. Um, and I, that one actually felt too confined. It wasn't open world enough mm-hmm. for me. But I did like finding the jo- the Riddler trophies. Um combat was mostly the same it was fine like i, I don't I don't know i i got far enough in it was like i don't need to beat it again i'm i'm it, it's actually about the same quality wise from what i can remember um the arkham games are also like just way too horny like <laughs> all the female characters are just like they've all got the same like hourglass body shape Booty. and yeah, yeah really and it's really it's it's the worst in arkham asylum it gets slightly better in the later ones but as i was playing through i would just like you come across a female character and it's like okay okay i don't need this <laughs> i'm good you're not looking to get off while playing batman <laughs> yeah harley is especially bad because she's like wearing uh she's got her normal like whatever tutu clown thing going on but also she's wearing like uh, doctor or nurse's uniform on top of that it's just yeah so mm-hmm. yeah sorry this is supposed to be like a semi-friendly show and i'm talking about getting off <laughs> yeah it's fine. uh i'm sure people have <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i think we should end there probably should end there um as i'm saying this i'm realizing I don't know what's happening next time. It's a great question. Um, it's truly so, a baffling question. I think we'll just say next time we will have something new for you. And um, until then, do you want to? Yeah. Uh, as always, we want to say a big thank you to Velt Punch for letting us use their song Fighting Pose off of the album His Strange Fighting Pose. Um Check us out on Twitter. We are at Sundoku Pod. Um, feel free to like, give us a review. We love a review. Read us for filth. Um, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.